Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Officially at the halfway point of the regular season in 2018. Now, two drivers clearly at the head of the class, but who needs to turn things around in the next 13 races? It's time for our mid-season grades today on NASCAR America. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Big Oak Table. Marty Snyder along with the professors, Kyle Petty, Dale Jarrett, Steve Latart. It's always good when Kyle starts off the show laughing. I'll have you know, <laughs> Professor Kyle has his red pen ready yes, to mark some papers today. These guys will be handing out their midseason grades. And based on what I've seen so far, they do not grade on a scale. So this, no, should, be a, this should be a lot of fun. If I was a professor, school would have been easier. Yeah, oh, really? Easier. You would have well, given easier. a lot nicer grades, you're saying, than, yeah. than the grades yeah. you were given. Well, let us know what you think throughout the show today. Use the hashtag NASCAR America. Aside from the midterm grades here on NASCAR America, tonight is also Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Finals as the Capitals and Golden Knights face off in Las Vegas. Speaking of Vegas, that leads us to our poll question of the day. Who would you bet on to win the Cup Series title in 2018? Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, or The Field? Cast your vote on NBCSports.com slash NASCAR vote. We'll keep you updated on the voting throughout the show today. Well, fellas, we've got a lot to get to tonight, so let's get things kicked off with the playoff standings. And obviously, Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch, they've combined to win nine races of the 13 so far this season. Six drivers have now qualified for the playoffs with a win in essence. You see those guys highlighted in yellow. We'll kick off our grades here. Kyle, I'll start with you. Obviously, all of you guys gave Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch an A-plus after the season they've had and the start to the season they've had. Any doubt in your mind that their season has been almost perfect to this point for those two? Well, I, I thought we gave them A-pluses because that's the way the form came. It was the example <laughs> question. It was the example no question. That's why we just left the A-pluses up there. No, I, I think when you look at what Kyle Busch has done, all, all the second and third place finishes, let's go back. I mean, you, you look at the wins, but then we look at how he's run – how competitive he's been. We've heard Kevin Harvick's name. You don't go to the racetrack without Kevin Harvick's top of the board. Kevin Harvick's the guy. Kevin Harvick's freaky fast. Kevin Harvick this. So those two guys have separated themselves from the rest of the pack. So you, for me, it was a no-brainer. Maybe they've not done everything right, but they've done enough right to have A pluses. All right, let's talk about the other winners so far in 2018. And DJ, we'll start with you. Let's start with Martin Truex Jr. Kind of your grade on, on how the season's gone for the 78 team so far. Okay, but before the fans start betting on that field, <laughs> it looks like you would get 38 other cars or drivers or 14 yeah. if you want to pare it down to the playoffs. You're actually only getting two versus those two because there's only four drivers going to be yeah. battling for the championship. So just... Said as a man who spent some time in Vegas. Yes, so. that's <laughs> friends that's good. there. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So, uh, Truex, 
you have to put him as the, the other driver that you look at that right now I think is competing at a high enough level. Even though if we want to compare it to last year, it seems like he's having a, an off season yeah. in, in a lot of ways. Not leading the laps, not getting the stage points and wins and all of that stuff. But when you have two drivers dominating, like what we have with, with Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick, it's made it more difficult. Here's the thing that I'll tell you about Martin Truex. Don't count them out. Starting a season after you've won a championship, one of the most difficult yeah. things that you can do as a driver and a team. And I think that they're feeling a little bit of that right now. All right, going down the other winners. Next in line, Joey Logano. Steve, how would you rate their season today? Certainly a turnaround from 2017. Well, that's it. I've rated all of these drivers on what I have for expectations for that team. And Joey Logano, the expectations were to somehow rebound off from their 2017 because it was a disaster after that penalty in Richmond. And I have to give them an A. You know, they won Talladega, which is not a, a race that I think you want to hang your hat on. A lot can go right, a lot can go yeah. wrong there. But the stat that really jumps out at me for Joey Logano is 10 top 10s, which is tied for the most of anyone in the season so they haven't won as you mentioned dj because the victory lane has been pretty full of two other drivers but they are consistently there i don't think that's enough to propel them to a championship but i don't think championship expectations can be too far out of that run of top 10 yeah Kyle, if we review yeah, yeah. by the way they gave a's they gave, gave a, a b plus well he just told me why he gave a for attendance uh, okay? <laughs> because he showed up in the top 10 so many times i look at uh, and we got let's go to kevin let's go to the ford camp they're not the best fords on the racetrack they're getting kicked. Their rear end's getting kicked by other Fords. Joey has had a lot better season this year, I think, yep. than he had last season. Have they picked it up? Yes. Have they picked it up to a Kevin Harvick? No. Yep. They, they just haven't, not on a consistent basis. So I couldn't, I mean, I'll give him an A for attendance. And, and, and a satisfactory on conduct because he's been really good in, in right. class. But, but the report really... card said B+. I'm just saying, your report card said yes. B+. All right, to me, it gets a lot more interesting when you talk about the other two winners that are left. Austin Dillon and Clint Boyer, are these guys, and I'll let all of you chime in. Steve, we'll start with you. Are they legit championship contenders? No, not in their current state. I think um, you look at Clint Boyer, his one his win, excuse me, came at Martinsville. I gave everybody that won a race an A because that needs to be your goal to start. You have to start with a win, especially Clint Boyer, that huge winless streak. I think that win was the first step. By no means are they competitive enough to be a championship contender. But I think now that the win's out of the way, DJ, they can build on that. Um, they're starting to go the right way. The downfall is his teammate is consistently winning. I think yeah. that's the next step for the four teams. Yeah, and I think, and that's probably the reason that I put a minus there for Clay. It was great that they were able to get that victory. That puts a lot of things aside, and and I think eases everybody's mind as to what exactly they have to do. They know they're going to be a part of the playoffs. How do we make sure that we're around towards the end of the playoffs? And I don't, I haven't seen that yet. When you're but sometimes the hardest thing is to be inside the organization that is so dominant with the driver that is there. You know, everybody says when Jimmy Johnson was winning all the championships, well, why didn't Jeff Gordon and the rest of them just put in? Do we not bring that up? Because so, Rick Hendrick asked me that on a daily basis. <laughs> it's so, just uh, harder. Why are you just at 48? Well, okay, so wait a minute. What you you gave him? You gave I gave him an A. A. And what did you give Dylan? I gave Dylan an A minus. But you gave them both A's just for showing up one day okay, to class. But, but they showed question. up one day at class and you gave them. My point is, Dylan's not even been in the same league. Wait a minute. In the same Fair. league Fair. with Boyer. You know what I mean? And you got him that close. Man, I wanted you to be my teacher. See, my, <laughs> I wanted you to be. But here's the difference. My, my expectations of Austin Dillon. Sitting here months ago, would you have put Austin Dillon in victory lane ever this year? No, but I went, I'm not going to give him an A either. Well, but I will because I feel <laughs> no. he's exceeding. Yes. Mine apparently are graded on the curve. And I, he's exceeding so. his end of the curve. Yeah. Winning the Great American Race has made his entire season. Now, are they That's, playoff contenders? Yes. I think they're a first. Currently, in their current situation, 
the first round is going to be tough to get out of yeah. for this three team. But I didn't have them winning. I didn't have them winning Charlotte yeah. last year. I didn't have them winning Daytona this year. So I'm going to give them, I guess I'm going to give them an A for showing up and at least making contact one race. Attendance. Attendance. Okay. Attendance. Well, he showed Attendance. up in the right race. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah he showed up at the right one. So far, Kyle, the toughest professor. I didn't expect that. No, but I'm not the toughest. I'm not I didn't expect that to be the case. No, I just looked at the overall performance of the team. Here, here's a team, and, and we're looking at Dylan when, when we look at him. They rode some momentum coming out. I, I thought they had yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the first two or three races were solid races. But then they've gone back to where they were last year. Yeah. They, they've just gone back. So I can't say – I don't see the improvement. I, I don't see – as we talk about Boyer from this year to last year, as we talk about Joey Logano from, from this year to last year, you can physically see on the racetrack that they're getting it done more consistent. I just don't see that out of yeah, – I think the Chevrolet is a big part of it. I, I do too. So I, I agree. There's a lot of work. They're, they're working in a good Chevy. direction. C for Chevy. C for Chevy. Okay. <laughs> this is reason. where it gets a little bit tougher, though, when we get to the non-winners now. And, DJ, we'll start with you on Brad Keselowski. Well, very solid, as he usually is. And, yeah, I think that they've been good, but I would have expected Brad, with what I've seen with the Fords, to be one of those winners at some point in time. Now, it's obviously yeah. Harvick and Kyle Busch have made that difficult to do, uh, and he's run extremely well. But I just think that this so far has been a B uh, with them because you're talking about an outstanding championship race driver and a really good team that just hasn't gotten to victory lane at this point. Yeah. I think that covers it. I, mean, I had them as a B-plus. I think they're on a little bit of an uptick, but I think DJ pretty much handled it correctly, which is you expect more out of this. Yeah, I give B-minus. I gave Joey a B-plus. He a B-minus because Joey's won a race. Yeah. Okay? And the same equipment, same cars, same team, so I give Joey a little bit better grade. Speaking of a team or a driver that's on a great team, Stuart Haas Racing, Kurt Busch, and I've been saying there could be a championship contender kind of flying below the radar, KP. Well, they just get top 10 after top 10 after top 10. Do you agree with that? He has four straight top 10s right now. I guess not, not with your C. Obviously not. <laughs> I see your I, I gave him a C. Not feeling I, it too look, much. Look, I still don't see this team. Uh, I, I, we'll, we'll talk about Eric Almarola later. I see Eric's team gelling better and being better and being more consistent and running up front on a more consistent basis and, and just being a part of that top five, top 10 conversation. More than I say, I know where you're finishing. I got you. I got you. Finishing there and running there are two totally different things. Uh, and, and believe me, I mean, we talk about it all the time. You'd rather lead 99% of the race and blow up and go home and at least know you had a shot than to run ninth and say, we, we, they don't even know we were here. You know what I mean? And that's a top 10 on your record. doesn't make any difference. So I, I look at this team and they just, there's something that's just not there for me. So, I, and especially with Kevin kicking rear end, I mean, that's well, that, an in-house. I gave him a B-plus very simply. I think they're at their ceiling. I don't yeah. think there's a lot more potential there. I think they will solidly. You don't see them winning a race this year? Not without right speed. So do I think they can yeah. win a race on a final shootout? Yes. yes. Do I think yeah. Kurt Busch has it? Yes. Yes. Do I think we're ever going to line up and say, you know what, Kurt Busch, he was the class of the field today. No. Yeah. I think yeah. there are other guys in the same equipment that can outrun them. But now listen, you're still going to make the playoffs. Yeah. I just think we're not going to talk about them in the third yeah. and fourth round of the playoffs. Yeah, every right? time I think that they're going to put they still right. put some races together, yeah. they yeah. just don't finish them off yeah. right now. So. DJ, this one could get interesting. Denny Hamlin next in line. Got a lot of top fives, including you know back-to-back top fives, but you're kind of grading as uh, all over here, guys. I don't know. It seems pretty consistent for Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See for consistent. <laughs> listen, okay, so here's, here's Denny Hamlin. I gave him a B-. minus. He's a B plus, A minus on the racetrack, and a D minus on off the racetrack, on pit road, in the pit box, running yeah. pit road speed. If Denny Hamlin wants to be taking, it's easy to say, look how well he recovers. That's great. 
How about not starting from behind? That's right. Let's yeah. quit having That's, something yeah. to recover from. And, and listen, he is probably one of the most undervalued race car drivers. The amount of wins, the big races. For some reason, I always forget Denny Hamlin in those conversations. But it's because he makes it so difficult the rest of the time. Yeah. I'm waiting for just some non... I'm just waiting for some calm races. How about that? Just yeah. calm. Just a simple old 400-mile race. I, I agree 100%. You know, I, I mean, outstanding race driver. Yes, he is. But too many mistakes, you know, all around. Yeah. And, that, and you have to clean that up. You know, it's proven now that, that you there's too good of cars up there and, and other drivers for you to be making mistakes and constantly finding yourself trying to battle from the back because yeah. you just can't do that on a regular basis. Yeah, I, look, I, I think that I think Denny's a great race car driver. No questions. No ifs, ands, and buts. Wheels, crew chief. I, I'm, I'm, but somewhere, there's right. just a piece that's just not... It just doesn't work out. You know what I mean? You know what it's it's that same feel that I get with Kurt. You know what I mean? There's something there that's just not right. You know what I'm looking for? I want to know who's in charge of that team. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just want to yeah. know, like, is it Denny, the veteran and the driver, yeah. or is it Wheels? And I heard a little bit of that at the 600. Yeah. I heard at the start yeah, of the 600. Yeah, you know what? Kind of no them. excuses. Give me some performance. Yeah. Now, if that can continue, maybe yeah. his grade will improve. Yeah. Yeah. All right. For my money, Kyle Larson has been the best Chevrolet. It's certainly with the most speed so far this year. Check out your grades right here. B's across the board. I'm glad you guys finally are all on the same page a little bit. <laughs> you give Kyle Larson a better horse, he's going to win a lot of races. Yes. I think yeah. he's driving I think he's driving subpar equipment, and that's not a knock on Chip Ganassi. I have to put that in the whole Chevy camp. Yes. He is the best Chevy, as you said, Marty. But I'm not mean by one or two spots, by yeah. a big chunk yeah. every yeah. week. So when they get that equipment figured out, I think Kyle Larson will be the guy. I, I just think he's Kyle, win. he has yeah. a lot yeah. of talent. Oh, I'm not sure he has the ability to tell him, the direction to go with the car, you know, oh, it's kind no. of that young raw talent. But if that, if they give him a better horse, he'll win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they just have to give him that because That's right. he doesn't care. He, he's not about, hey, I need this spring or this shock to change it. I'm going to tell you what I need or what needs to happen if I'm going to go faster for longer, and and that's what they need to to figure out. But the reason I gave a B there, the only other Chevrolet driver that that got a B was Austin Dillon from me, and that's because he won the Daytona 500. And everybody else is C or or something because I I just think they're battling a difficult race car that none of them's figured out. Yeah, I think think in – and you talk about the race car, we talk about a lot of things. But in this day and time, here's a driver that straps in and is worth two or three positions. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least, at minimum, two or three and positions. Few and, and he has separated himself from the other Chevy guys. Yeah. There's not many guys that, that you say, okay, that guy, I want him in my car because he's worth three positions. He's yeah. worth four. That doesn't happen anymore, and Kyle Larson's that guy. He reminds me of Kyle Busch, but you have to remember, yeah. Kyle Busch, through his career, he had older mentors. He yeah. drove at Hendrick yeah. Motorsports with Jeff Gordon and Jimmy yeah. Johnson, and I think helped the equipment. Mm-hmm. Matt Kenseth with the Joe Gibbs Racing, I think got the equipment yeah. ready. Kyle Busch exceeded. Kyle doesn't have that. Yeah. You know, McMurray isn't been yep. able to help him get the equipment there, so if the equipment can catch up to the driver, yeah. look out. Yeah. Well, the grading only gets tougher from here, believe it or not. More midterm results coming up later in the show. But up next, Jamie McMurray just talked about him, had a strong run at Charlotte. Is that proof that he and Chevy are poised for a turnaround? We'll hear from McMurray's crew chief, Matt McCall, when NASCAR America returns. NASCAR America is brought to you by Mobile One Annual Protection. Proven protection for 20,000 miles. Boy, it's an incredible pregame scene outside of T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas where the Stanley Cup Finals between the Golden Knights and Caps continues tonight. Coverage of Game 2 immediately follows NASCAR America at 6 p.m. Eastern right here on NBC 
NSN. And NASCAR fans, they'll know at least one of the fans in attendance at tonight's game, none other than Las Vegas native Kurt Busch, the former Cup Series champ, will be a guest on NHL Live. Of course, he's pulling for his hometown Golden Knights to continue their improbable run. NHL Live starts right at the top of the hour here on NBCSN. Well, despite having an early issue in the Coca-Cola 600, Jamie McMurray rallied to finish sixth on Sunday. How much confidence does that give the number one team? Well, our Dave Burns caught up with McMurray's crew chief, Matt McCall. Well, the longest race in NASCAR can leave you with a lot of different feelings, but after 600 miles, Matt, how would you describe your evening? Um, it, it was eventful for sure. You know, we started off, we had some uh, tire vibration issues, and we uh, lost a lap there pretty early. Um, and, uh, you know, it's 600 miles, so that gives you a little bit of hope that you can get, get it back where you need to be. Uh, fortunately, a couple of cautions fell where we needed to fall and give us a good chance there at the end to uh, work on the car and have a decent run. What was he battling with that vibration? Because I, I looked at the stats later, and I'm like, oh, they pit it on lap 90? Oh, yeah, they didn't need to. Uh, what was going on? Yeah, we don't exactly know. You know, with the new uh, pit gun system, we don't really have the data to know if it was a loose lug or just a wheel. He was adamant and confident there was definitely something wrong. He came to pit road, we changed the tires, but then it actually happened again. So that was not good. But fortunately, the caution came out right when it happened. So a little luck there. So finishes can mean different things to different people. Your sixth place finish, only the second top ten of the year. So what did that mean to your team? Thanks for the reminder, by the way. Well, uh, you know, reality. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, it's good. You know, I, mean, I feel like we've had some some pretty good cars this year at times. Uh, we just haven't been able to put the race together. Flat tires or running into something or somebody running into us. It's just we haven't been able to put a solid race together. And so going to your home track is sort of for everybody's close to home, but it's nice to put together a decent race. Now, was it just me, or was your driver rim riding a whole lot more than I've ever seen him at Charlotte? Yeah, and I, I think some of that was from the Xfinity car. You know, he got to play around there, and... Uh, he just felt good. Like it, uh, once he got the rhythm up there, he was pretty happy for the most part. You know, small changes to try to keep it a little better. So, what do you take away from that, especially where the mile and a half are concerned coming up later in the year? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're going in the right direction. You know, I mean, I think the 42 has been able to show speed a lot this year, so it was nice to be able to have similar speed to them in the race. Long race, attention spans can waver, and I was in the media center. There's 12 TVs up there. I think I was the only one watching because I'm the only one that came out of my chair with about 25 to go. He was racing Jimmy for fifth, and he almost clobbered the double zero. Did you see that? Uh, yes. So I believe the double zero, I don't know if he had planned on pitting or not, but he was a couple lanes up when he came to pit road. That was more than comfortable than you want it to be, especially when you're racing for a pretty good position. Jamie's reaction on the radio? Uh, it, it scared him for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and was able to collect himself, though, and eventually, uh, again, end up with such a great finish. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's uh, one of those things. I mean, maybe it costs us a spot or two, but it is a lot better than costing us a car. That's right. Absolutely. So on to Pocono we go. Very different situation there. What are you anticipating as you head to the 2.5 miles there? Uh, rain right now. Um, <laughs> hopefully, uh, oh, I know that's surprising, right? We're going racing. It's going to rain. Uh, uh, I mean, I feel pretty good. You know, I mean, the mile and a half, most of the stuff will carry over to some of your Pocono stuff as far as the speed of your car. Last year, we had pretty good speed at both the races. We had some brake issues at the first race last year that hopefully we resolved and feel pretty good. So, yeah, there are issues like that. I know Jamie's numbers over time haven't been great there in terms of finishes. So what is he normally challenged with, and what are you as a team challenged with at Pocono? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is just it's hard to get all three corners correct if you call turn to a corner. Um, and I think that's uh, what, what's been our biggest challenge is turn three, and usually that's not good if you can't get through turn three well. So uh, that'll, that'll be our biggest strong point to try to work on this week. All right, putting all three corners together, and hopefully for the second race in a row for the one team, putting a whole race together. Thank you, Dave. Jamie McMurray and Matt McCall begin the second half of the regular season. 65 points below the playoff cut line right now. As it stands, Chevy has five drivers currently in the top 16.
Well, coming up on NASCAR America, more grades from the first half of the regular season. I hope you professors are going to be a little bit nicer when we get going here. But uh, <laughs> Plus, Ryan Blaney tells us one thing he misses the most when he's not on the track. Honestly, I, I miss uh, miss the smell. The smell is like the best thing. I love the smell. It's, it's a distinct smell. I wish I could wear it. The French Open is well underway in Paris. By the way, Serena Williams won her first major match since returning from the birth of her child. The French Open continues on NBC this Saturday at noon Eastern. It's all part of NBC Sports Championship season presented by Canada Dry, Ginger Ale, and Lemonade. Well, of course, NASCAR heads to Pocono this weekend. Last June at the Tricky Triangle, Ryan Blaney earned his first career win. I recently spoke with Ryan about what makes him tick and his family's long history in racing. Here's the latest edition of A Driver's Drive. If you could pick one word to describe yourself, what would that word be and why? You know, I get asked that question a lot. I'm, I don't know. Uh, what, what word would you use, Marty? I would use youthful. Youthful? We're gonna go with youthful. That's the word I'm gonna use. I'm youthful. You know, another word I would use for you is even killed. You never seem to let anything get to you. Is that because you've seen all the sides of racing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, growing up in the sport, watching my dad do it, you know, watching a, a lot of good times, bad times. The whole trouble is Blaney. So there goes Blaney into the wall. You know that this sport is a roller coaster. Look at all the damage to Ryan Blaney. You're not going to win every race. You're going to lose a lot more races than you're going to win. And uh, you have to learn how to deal with that and uh, move on from it and try to figure out how to win the next one. Nobody will have enough for Ryan Blaney, and he has picked up the win here at Daytona. How much did you dream of racing when you were a kid? To be honest with you, though, when I first started at eight years old, it was just fun to do. Would love to tell you that got in a car, bam, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. No, it's just something fun to do with your family, and uh, you go make friends at the racetrack, and it's just what part of my life was. I didn't know anything other than racing. I thought that's just what we did, because it, it's what my family's done for generations. And it wasn't until I was maybe 12 or 13 when I got in the late model for the first time, and we ran well enough to where you think that you might have a shot at it. 29 of Ryan Blaney will win the race at Iowa! Really not until you have some success at the NASCAR level, of the trucks or some of your cannon stuff, you don't realize that you can make it at the top level or do it for a career. You just are never certain uh, if you're going to be enough or have what it takes. Harvick is not cutting him any slack whatsoever. He holds the lead to the line. Brian Blaney will score his first career win. But yes, to answer your question, it was really never any doubt in my mind that I, I wanted to go do something else. Who was the most influential person in your racing career? Uh, my dad was definitely the most influential. I'd love to say my grandpa, but I didn't know him very well uh, before he died. And you know, it's nice to go up to Ohio and hear stories about him. But uh, and he's the one who started, you know, the Blaney Racing family. Uh, so my dad was the one who pushed me, but was also, you know, making sure that this is what I wanted to do. There was a handful of times when I was younger that he would ask me, "Are you sure you want to, you know, do this? Are you sure you want to race?" And uh, you know, the answer was never no. He was definitely uh, my biggest supporter back then, and he continues to be today. What is it about racing that you love the most? I don't know, I, I just love the competition about it. It's just really all I know. It's just been part of my my life growing up, and uh, I think when it's part of your life like that as a kid, that's that's what you base your world around. And honestly, I, I, miss, uh, I miss the smell. The smell is like the best thing. 
when you first get in a race car and fired up, whether it's the smell of gas burning off or, or you know oil getting 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 burned up or tire smoke or rubber, I think that's the coolest smell. So that always kind of gets me back into the the mode. You're the first person ever to say smell. I love the smell. It's, it's a distinct smell. I wish I could wear it as a cologne. It's a, it's a good smell. I, I said it then. I'll say it now. That might be the strangest answer I've ever gotten to that question. But does that make sense to you guys, the smell of racing? You know, when he said that, it kind of came back. But I'll tell him, when he gets to be 60, <laughs> he, he, he's not going to want that. Because yeah. you do kind of yeah. wake up and, and think about that and have that smell. Because that, that's what your life has yeah. been. Right. Now, I never thought of it, but he's right. There's something about going to Daytona in February and the first time the car's back out of yeah. and start yeah. to fire up. Just the it's that new car smell of the garage, yeah. man. It's, it's that, like, it's time to go. It's that new car smell, man. I, I it's mean, a little it's, different. It's, no, but, it, but, it, but it's... <laughs> Particular and, and specific to a race car. You're talking the wrong three. Yeah. We know we're not yeah. normal. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> but I mean, sorry, it, it is a very unique yes, answer. Yes, smell. Ooh, yes. that smell. When that song you <laughs> no, remember from Ryan Blaney. All right, class is back in session. We're hanging, uh, handing out midterm grades today. Let's jump back to the playoff standings, and we're going to jump to the right side of the playoff standings. This time, 11 through 20, we get to start grading these guys. We'll start with uh, Eric Almarola. And Steve, you mentioned him earlier, so I'll let you chime in on Eric and what you think of his season so far. Oh, I gave Eric a B. I think he's driving great equipment. Kevin Harvick can prove it. He's also having a career year. I think Eric Almarola um, is beating all of his career numbers. The big question now is, well, I think we have to stop the show. We all agreed. I mean, yes. on a serious yeah. note, though, like, like he's having career numbers. Yeah. I have no idea what the ceiling is for his career um, it's been a great start. I'm just ready for it to move up from here. Yeah. Continue forward. Yeah. yeah. I, and I, I feel the same way. I'm, I'm going to jump in here. And I, I feel the same way. There's three or four on this side of the board that I consider new kids in class. Yeah. Okay. They've got 10 or 12, 12 or 13 races with this team, with this crew chief, in this car, with this group. So you can't really – I can't classify them like I do other guys. But I, I think he, is, he has definitely shown he can drive a race car this year. And you don't know what the ceiling is. Yeah, and I think on this side, as we talk about that right side here, when you talk about 11 through 20, it's going to be hard to give better grades than what we gave yeah. over here because yeah. they have more work to do. Here's what I'll say about Eric Almirola. Very impressed. There's two things. He's with a new team, and, yes, that team is the team right now uh, at Stuart Haas. Certainly getting good race cars. But the other thing is he's having to learn to race different people That's than right. he's been racing with. Exactly. Now, it may, it may seem easier to race up front sometimes, but you have to learn everybody's team. Tendencies, and I think he's done a really good job to this point. Yeah, and you, Steve, and you and, and AJ talked about how hard are you and, and um, Parker Kligerman talked yesterday on the show how hard it was to oh, race yeah. at the back of the pack, and that's an excellent point that Eric has shown. He's moved up to a different group and is racing well there. All right, let's jump to the guy who loves the smell of racing, Ryan Blaney, <laughs> and let's chat about him. I think at, at times, DJ, you could argue he's been the fastest Team Penske car this year in, in certain races. Yeah, and I think that's why I gave a B- minus is because he's not getting the results. I expect yeah. better results from him right here. He is so very talented. Uh, I just want to see more here. There is so much more there. I think he's going to win a race, maybe this weekend. Uh, but uh, I just want to see him get better as a team and, and him be a more consistent race driver at all of these tracks yeah. that's going to take to be a champion. Yeah, and I, I, listen, I gave him the same grade I gave Brad K. okay? Here's two guys, these two guys on the team, they B-minuses, Joey Logano gets a B-plus because he's won a race. That's, that's the reason. But they're still, as an organization, they're not SHR racing right now. And 
Very simply, the one thing I'll add is if you want Ryan Blaney to move on my list of championship contenders, and I think anybody that makes the last two rounds a contender, yeah. mm-hmm. um, he can't get in on points. Yeah. He's going to have to win a race yeah. to, make, to have him Good move point. into that, those final eight cars in my mind. And I think here's where it gets really interesting because Jimmy Johnson is a seven-time <laughs> champ. I think Steve's phone's getting ready to ring. I'll let you go first. Listen. Your thoughts on Jimmy oh, Johnson's season at this point? I grade Look on a that, curve folks. of expectation. And here's the one stat I'll tell you. The man has won seven championships. The man has all these stats. He hasn't led a single lap this year. Yeah. Sure. One lap in 13 races. I'm sorry. Of a guy that I expect to win two, three, four, five races a year, it's not a lack of effort. It's purely a lack of speed. I'm not questioning their desire to lead laps, but we're not talking about contending for wins. We can't lead a lap yet, DJ. Not a lap. They're going to have to get way better for their grade to go up in my mind. So I'll ask you two, is his grade of a D fair? You guys were a little nicer to, to Jimmy, but is a D fair to Jimmy Johnson so far in 2018? Yeah, I gave most of the Chevrolet drivers C's simply because they're dealing with a new car. And in this day and time, whenever you can't go to the racetrack anytime you want and figure these things out, I think it becomes more difficult. And I don't think these Chevrolet teams, I said this back a month or so ago, I don't think they worked together as well as the Toyota group did to yeah. make their cars better quicker. And so I think that's why I put it at a C. I, I, Jimmy Johnson's doing an outstanding job of, of driving cars that aren't so good. And, and that's not Chad's fault or anybody. They're just having a hard time figuring these cars out. They've got a lot of work to do, though. Yeah. And I don't think Saturday night, with, with since we're talking about the Chevrolets, I, I think, or Sunday night, I think that the nighttime racing maybe helped those cars yeah. perform a little bit mm. better. So I'm not ready to say they're back there yet. Yeah, I you, you got real personal there, man. You gave him a D for disappointment. <laughs> you gave him a D for disappointment. Dis- Basically, you just said, I'm just disappointed in Jimmy. I'm just disappointed. That's what, I'm going to give him a D. Hey, you know, I, I think we do. We have always held Jimmy to a higher standard. Yeah. And, and it's tough to grade a team like he and Chad um, because we, we hold him to such a standard. But when I, And I gave him a C because as I looked at it and I looked at, at, at Kyle Larson, and I looked at how Alex Bowman has run in the same equipment. Because I think Alex Bowman has run as well as Jimmy Johnson has. Um, and, and none of those guys really have run like, like um, Chase has. But I, I hold Chase to a higher standard right now. But I, I look at it, and, and I just thought I expected more from them. I expected more for, from the organization, from Jimmy, yeah. from Chad, to lead that team and to, to be a little bit farther along than what they are. I keep waiting for this phone to go. Actually, it's yeah. vibrating right, right now. Right now. So all right, let's check out Alex Bowman. You mentioned him, teammate of Jimmy Johnson. I see you gave him a B minus. Yeah. see? Yeah. Over and I and I gave Jimmy a C. But like I said, new kid on the block. Okay. He he run this car. I know in the past we we've accounted for the Chevy. We look at it. I think there's been some bright spots for them. Uh, I think he's run some good races. They put together a number of solid races that I would look at a a guy with two or three years experience and a guy with a new team and said they're getting it. They're not there. They're not there. They're not championship contenders. They're not playoff contenders, I don't believe. But you look at it and you think, he's getting it. So I, I gave him that. DJ, you had the harshest grade on that report card for Alex Bowman. Well, I, simply because, you know, other than uh, the Kyle Larson and Austin Dillon getting Bs because Austin won and, and Kyle Larson, as we said, has been the best. I think all of these Chevrolet drivers and teams, I'm giving them a little bit of a pass. I think the, yeah. the grade could be a lot lower if it wasn't for the new car. So uh, I think it's unfortunate. Alex Bowman is very talented, and he's going to do good things. I think it's unfortunate because he came into this 88 car this year, high expectations with this new car that was supposed to be great out of the box. Seldom are they whenever they're supposed to be yeah. that. Oh, but yeah. He, he's got work to do, but uh, he's a very solid driver. 
While we're talking Hendrick Motorsports and the Chevy camp, let's move to Chase Elliott. I think anything, you know, it is true to say disappointing so far this year. Here's your grades for Chase Elliott, two Cs, a B minus. What's your thoughts, Steve, on, on Chase Elliott and where he is? Because I think most people expect him to be in victory lane by now. Um, well, I think he missed an opportunity when he had, I won't say the best equipment, but much more competitive equipment. And unfortunately, he didn't get to strike when the iron was the hottest. Yeah. And now he's riding the roller coaster towards the bottom, which is where Chevy seems to be right now. I agree with what Kyle said, that he's the best performing Hendrick car, which says a lot when you have a seven-time yeah. champ as a teammate. Uh, but simply... A little bit of self-induced on this C. Uh, I'm going to look at the 45 points they've lost because of penalties. Yeah. Uh, that's hurting this team. I mean, you can yep. look at it however you want to agree with them. That doesn't matter. The simple fact is he is where he is at zero at the yeah. cut line because he gave up 45 points. They're not running well enough to spot the field 45 points. Um, you know, I just expect more. It's simple as that. I, I, I'm not saying he needs to go win a race, but I just want to see it trend up. Yeah, I could have given him a little high. The, the 45 points, obviously that has nothing to do with him as the driver. I think he's done extremely well. I will say the one thing that disappointed me in, in the driver was I think he took the best race car in the Daytona 500 and got a little bit too antsy and, and pushed the envelope a little bit too yeah. much at a time they didn't need to or he would have given himself a chance to win the Daytona 500. Kyle, you know how hard it is. When you're driving equipment that isn't winning speed, it's just so easy to push yourself into yes. mistakes. Yeah. He's done an okay job some weeks, other weeks not so well. Yeah, it's, it's just, you know, and this is, and, and as we talk about Chase, we have to talk Chase, Alan, it's the entire group. You know what I mean? It, you it's, have to grade the whole team. You, right? you, yeah. we're, we're grading the whole team here. So I, I think that's what we all kind of looked at on him. Well, our grading session continues in just a little bit. But up next, we make a social pit stop where Kyle Busch had some fun with Mark Martin. And speaking of Kyle, don't forget to weigh in on our poll question today. Who would you bet on to win the Cup Series title in 2018? Go to NBCSports.com slash NASCAR. We're back right after this. NASCAR America is brought to you by Mobile One Annual Protection. Proven protection for 20,000 miles. Indianapolis 500 champ Will Power and the Verizon IndyCar Series return to NBCSN for the Texas Indy 600 on Saturday night, June 9th. He's a defending winner of that race, too, by the way. 8.30 Eastern right here on NBCSN. By the way, today, Power, the first Australian to win the Indy 500, got to continue his Indy 500 tour with America's team. Check it out. I don't think he's going to play football anytime soon. Do you, Kyle? Australian rules. Yeah. I don't think he. I don't think he would fit in very good. He got to go to practice with the Cowboys today. There he is hanging out with Jason Garrett as well. All of that leads off our social pit stop, and we'll continue our social pit stop with Eric Jones and his birthday today. What did he do for his birthday? He gave King Oscar his dog a doghouse. That's a good guy giving away presents on his birthday, isn't it? Man, nice. No joke. Having a big yeah. time. That's how he celebrated his 22nd birthday. Had a bunch of friends over as well. Happy birthday, young Eric Jones. And then how about this 23-year-old photo? We had to ask DJ, is this a cup car? He said, yes, it is a cup yes. car. That's Mark Martin laying on the back of the hood. And Kyle Busch's response, of course, there'd be penalties involved if it were today, right? Because they would have dented the rear window. <laughs> um, but Mark Martin mm. relaxing there on the back of his car. Pretty cool stuff, isn't it? And Steve Otard is about to be the happiest man on the earth. Check it out, Stevie. The booth race control at Phoenix goes down. He should have auctioned off the opportunity to press the button because it would have gone for a yeah. big number. There were a couple of days, windy days out there, I thought that may happen. But that's <laughs> <laughs>
You know, the a week up there with no food one time. <laughs> we <Yeah>. did. <laughs> the new look ISM Raceway will be ready for us when we get there in November. We Where's can't Michelle? wait. Where's Michelle? <laughs> she's, she's around the corner. Don't worry. Hey, coming up, the professors go back to work as they hand out their final midterm grades. Did guys like Stenhouse, Suarez, and Menard do enough to pass? We'll find out next. Pre-game party continues in Las Vegas, which has absolutely fallen in love with our Golden Knights, by the way. They'll look to take a 2-0 lead tonight over the Capitals in the Stanley Cup Finals. Look at that scene, Steve. There's no way this game can be any crazier. It was like a shootout. Yeah, it was crazy. It was. The pre-game was outstanding, by the way. Coverage of Game 2 immediately follows us here on NBCSN at 6 p.m. Eastern. As the Golden Knights have advanced through the Stanley Cup playoffs, the atmosphere, as we just talked about, at T-Mobile Arena has been off the charts. And tonight... Kurt will be a part of it. The Las Vegas native and past Cup Series champion will be a guest on NHL Live. It all begins right after us on NASCAR America at the top of the hour. Kurt currently eighth in the playoff standings right now in the Cup Series. And uh, we want to talk about Eric Jones, 14th. He is in the playoffs right now, guys. we got to give our Eric Jones grade so far. Steve, we'll start with you. So I give Eric Jones a C-plus because I feel like his equipment is proving that it can go out and dominate when you look at what Kyle Busch is doing. I know he has yet to get that career win, but I guess I have just high expectations. Probably too high for the amount of experience he has on Sundays, uh, but he's just so fast and everything else he ever gets in from late models to Xfinity cars. I'm just expecting more. It, it's, uh, it's kind of been an anti-climactic start of the year. Nothing great, nothing bad, just kind of in the middle. I think C-plus and B-minuses at Cape Inn, I think that's kind of the same, same. thing. We're kind of I convinced same. my parents for years <laughs> yeah. they were. I did, well, <laughs> yeah. 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 Maybe not on the report card, but <laughs> I, I think for the GPA. Yeah. we're close. I mean, we're yeah. talking yeah. Just, just very small differences, yeah. and I think that we all have high expectations because he is really good. When is he going to live up to that? That's what yeah. I want to yeah. see. How's he? When is he going to become that playoff contender? Not just somebody that's going to be yeah. in there, but move forward. Yeah, and, and, and I go back to you. New kid in, with a new team. You know what I mean? Basically, yeah. when, when you look at a lot of it. And, and we talked on the, on, on the conference call. A couple of times I think the pit crew was at the concession stand whenever he came down pit road this last week. <laughs> I'm sorry. They just yeah. couldn't, keep, couldn't get anything right. And that did not reflect on what he was doing on yeah. the racetrack and what that car can do on the racetrack. So I think you, in comparison, like you say, when you look at Denny, when you look at these guys, yeah, it, B-minus is good. Yeah, we talked the driver, but it, it does take everybody yeah. to make this happen. You mentioned that earlier. All right, let's start with the drivers outside of the playoffs right now. And Ricky Sandhouse Jr., I'll let you be first off the tee box here. So, uh, whoa, Latart, holy Toledo. We'll start with your C, Kyle, and we'll get to Latart in a yes. minute. Yes, my goodness. That, you are disappointed in here. <laughs> right listen, listen, listen. I, I give him a C because last year I would have given him an F, uh, honestly. I, I think they've made huge gains, but they are just here. They are just here. I'm sorry. So, I, I, and that's that's all I can say. So I'm going to completely disagree with the huge gains. Last year, five top tens and a win at this point. This year, three top tens. And I don't see them even close to sniffing more top tens. So I am the opposite. I gave them a D plus because I think they were making gains last year and they've turned the yeah. wrong way. That's my yeah. concern. Yeah, yeah I, I, I gave a C and, and it could have been worse because – when you look at the other Fords, I think the rules and everything have played to the Fords' favor, and mm -hmm. they, they haven't improved. It's not that 
Yeah, again, I don't think the driver's gotten worse, but no. uh, yeah, no. I think no. right now no. what we talk about is his chance to win and get in the playoff comes at Daytona. Now, that grade is purely a group grade. I yeah. think Ricky yes. Stenhouse yeah. Jr. is much better than the D-plus oh, driver. Yeah. Yes. And I think they're – be careful what you wish for because Matt Kenseth is proving to me that maybe those cars aren't the best. Yeah. Yes. Right. And move to the Wood Brothers for Paul Menard. Has that DJ helped his first half grade in your opinion? Well, I, I think that – Paul Menard is very solid. Uh, I think that they still have work to do to give him the cars that uh, that he needs to, to be capable of yeah. getting himself inside the top 16. Yeah, and I'm going to say this. I, I have no expectations for Paul Menard. Everywhere he's been, he's run the same. So I, I'm sorry. And, I, and then that's not a knock on Paul. He's just that consistent guy. I felt like the Wood Brothers, with the Penske connection, with Ryan Blaney, had upped their game a little bit. And I didn't expect them to be where they're at right now. I think they were better than what I thought they were going to be. I don't think they're going to be in the, in the playoffs yeah. championship by any stretch, but I think they're better than where I thought they were. Yeah, grades are all the same because I think we have all the same ideas. Yeah. What about for Daniel Suarez? I mean, he has shown some speed at times. He was able to string together those couple of top tens in a row, and he's kind of fallen off the map since then. A lot of the same opinions I have about Eric Jones is I'm pretty confident that equipment is a little better than Daniel's running. Yeah. And that's that's as simple as it is. That's why you get to see in my book. I think he's over at NASCAR lobbying for the rule change that they were in the All-Star package. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, well, that, Definitely that's exciting so. there, man. Yeah. And, 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 and I think – but that, let's go back. I think that shows that he can drive the race car. The yeah. team can be competitive. Uh, we go back to the first of the year. If there was going to be an air gun failure on pit road, it was going to be Daniel Suarez's team. That's just the way it was. So um, I think they've run okay. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more speed out of him at this point. Jamie McMurray, we you talked know. about him earlier in the show. I'll let you take it from I here, so. Steve. Hmm. A little harsh on his grade here, Steve. <laughs> hey, listen, it's, I'm oh, going to give you one stat, and it's as simple as this. Three lead lap finishes this entire year. Three wow. lead lap finishes in 13 races. Out of a company like Chip Ganassi, uh, I, I, I mean, Chip, you know, Jamie's been in the sport a long time. I yeah. raced against him. I'm not blaming Jamie. I'm not blaming Matt McCall. I, I'm not blaming any. Yeah. The simple fact is the totality of what their performance is is nowhere even on yeah. the radar of what that Chip Ganassi car should run like. Yeah. And, 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 and that, that's an excellent way to put it. We're not, we're not saying the team any of this. We're just looking at your body of work to date. This is what your body of work is, is, has been. And, and I look at Jamie and I think – I, same thing. I just expect, especially when he went here and he had that breakout, you know, we win Daytona, we win Indy, we win all this stuff, and you think, where's that at? What what happened to that? What happened to that mojo? What happened to that? I, you don't see it in his walk. You don't see it as he goes through the garage area, and you definitely don't see it from that team. I mean, they're just happy to to come out with a top 10 or top 15 finish. Yeah, expected more, and, and I won't, you know, Sunday night, they, they made a, something good happen. Right. But this is where the man won his first race, and, yeah. you know, in a very short time in a, in a cup car. So it's a place that really fits him. So a lot yeah. of work to do. Does yeah. the Kyle Larson success put extra pressure on sure. Jamie? Yes, that absolutely. Definitely so. No doubt. I mean, definitely he should so. run. Should he match Kyle Larson? I don't know. But but he needs to be in the same yeah. ballpark. And right now, they're, they're down the interstate from one another. They're not even in the same ballpark. But yeah. look, this sport's tough. You talk about it. Back-to-back years. 2007, yeah. Jeff Gordon and I run second in the points. We win six races. 2008, we go winless. Yeah. That's the same combination of driver, yeah. chief. Same cars we ran in 07, the newer cars we had success with. Like, to your point, the reason we have these tough grades is because it is tough to yeah. race on Sunday. But it's And, you know, it's tough to keep that mojo. Same paint scheme, yeah. same crew chiefs, same people, same guys. To keep that intensity up for 36, 
races. You you go to, to seventy two whatever you go you just year after year it's it's tough. You're on the same speed. Up. You're getting behind. Yeah, he's been, exactly. He's been a huge benefit to Kyle Larson in yeah. helping him with his career and, and getting things going. I, I'm, I'm I'm just going to add one more thing. Yes, sir. As, as we talk to all of the through all this group and and multiple team players, you are always measured by your teammate. And if he's kicking your butt yeah. when you have those performance meetings, you're on the hot seat. Interesting to hear y'all's midterms grade so far in 2018. Well, up next, we'll reveal the results from our NASCAR America poll question. Who is your bet to win the title? Get your votes in at NBCSports.com slash NASCAR. The final tally is next. just as wild in game two as it was for game one coming up at the top of the hour nhl live from the stanley cup final we will talk live with las vegas native kurt bush who is here to cheer on his hometown team game two between the capitals and the golden knights it's a two-hour pregame for you right here on nbcsn followed by game coverage also here on nbcsn at eight eastern five pacific we'll see you then but for now back to nascar america Thank you, Catherine. I know Kurt's excited to be there in Vegas to cheer on his Golden Knights. We'll get Kyle's prediction on that in just a moment. Hey, time now to revisit our poll question. Who would you bet on to win the Cup Series title this year? The choices, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch of the field. DJ, who you got? Hmm. Those other drivers aren't getting much respect, are they, as far as having a chance at this? They are not, currently. Yeah. I mean, I think Kyle Busch has been the driver so far to this year, but the others, I think other two that are going to join him is going to be the Martin Truex Jr. And I think that Joey Logano is going to be there. Interesting. Wow. I, listen, yeah. for me to bet on the yeah. field, I'd have to have some big odds because yeah. those other two yeah. are guaranteed to be there. Who's going to round it out? So I was going to go way off the beaten path. I think Denny Hamlin, I think he's due. Yeah. He's going to fix his issues and get there. And then a Penske driver. I think Brad and Logano are going to – Maybe duke it out. I'm not sure which one's going to get there, but uh, we'll have to see. I'll probably go more Brad. Yeah, I have to say, I'm, I'm a Dale. I, I'm with I'm a Truex and, and Logano. I think they've proven they can find their way into that final four year in and year out and, and at least have a shot at it. So I think the group we have now at those two. We're going to finalize the poll. Kyle Busch is the winner, probably because he won last week. They've forgotten Kevin Harvick has won all those races. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm sure the four crawl have something How to say about that, right? How quickly they do forget. <laughs> yes, they do. Don't you think? Uh, by the way, who you got tonight? Knights or Caps, KP? I have a nightcap. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe two nightcaps tonight. I, I yes, don't I know who I'm Thank you very much. I don't know who yes, might win tonight, but all I know is that scene outside the arena oh, is fantastic. Crazy. Yes, it this, is. Yeah. Pre- I mean, they're standing at the degrees out there. It's That's outstanding. Crazy. Yeah, it's just amazing. It's going to be awesome tonight. You guys don't want to miss a game two coming up here in just a moment. That's all for today's show for NASCAR America. We're back here tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern with a full preview of what you can expect at the Tricky Triangle. Plus, Kyle is going to help you set your fantasy lineup. NHL Live from Sin City. Get started right now. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.